The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. So, hey, stop me if you've heard this one. A dung beetle walks into the bar and asks, hey, is this stool taken? This is your host, D to the D, Dr. D, reaching out through the supervision-free source of Infinity Interfacing. I am joined today by my exceptionally consistent co-host, Brady T. How you doing, brother? You just got to let me cook. I got some great food ideas. Just got to let me cook. Uh, Anybody that gets that reference, uh, welcome to the Someday Night Discord channel. Today on Arachne... He finds those more funny than the the stupid jokes we do at the beginning. So today on Arachne, we will be talking about a new year for Arachne 2024. It's here. It's fresh off the celestial plate, I guess, because we measure things and spinning around giant celestial bodies. Woo. But first, we should get down to business. <laughs> Arachne is a part of the Professional Casual Network. If you would like to support the network, please sign up for our Patreon or purchase some hot swag at streamlabs.com Professional Casual Network 1. I personally am sponsored by Monument Hobbies. Their paint is slowly taking over my entire paint desk, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. I absolutely love the stuff. If you would also like to paint even remotely similarly to me, then you're going to want to use the code Professional Casual at checkout if you buy some stuff from their website. That directly helps out Arachne because it's attached to me, and I always use that to make sure that the microphone's working. Hopefully, for this episode, it doesn't sound like there's a gas leak <laughs> somewhere behind me the entire episode. So yeah, there that that's that you can look forward to that. Baron of Dice, they're the newest sponsor for the show. Use the code Arachne, you get a sweet discount at 5%. And he's a really super swell guy. You should definitely use it. If you do events that I go to, there will be Baron of Dice prize support there because I absolutely love their stuff. And if you want to lose games like I do, use the same dice as me because I can never win games seemingly consistently. So if you want to look good while you're doing it like I do, make sure you use Baron of Dice. And we can never forget our sponsor, Mr. Laser at MrLaser.Square.Site. Guys, arachnids, we would like to make sure that everybody around the world gets to go to events. So... Every episode, we're going to try and remind everybody what events are going on, no matter where they are in the world. So if they're going on in New Zealand, send me an email and I'll probably at least announce it once or twice for sure before the event. And yeah, reach out to me. I'm always here to help out everybody. Uh, I don't think that this amazing community should be limited to any one specific part of the world. So, hey, reach out. Let's make it let's make let's make it work. Let's do some wheeling. Let's do some dealing. So I currently I'm hosting the next Bushido event in Marlboro, Massachusetts at Webway on January 27th. If you're in the area and you're curious about the game, this is going to be the first ranked event we do. It's a really good Infinity uh, analogous game, I've noticed. I've actually noticed my positioning in Infinity has gotten a lot better since I've, I guess, kind of shrunk the size of the table. It makes me kind of think more. So it's a really good game to kind of play it concurrently. We play it more for fun around here, but it's a fun game to kind of just squish you know uh, sponge out your brain when you play too much infinity like i do so if you're interested it's up here in massachusetts if you're in the northeast area come on down please reach out we'll make room for you and hope to see you captain con is the next satellite tournament happening february 3rd and 4th in warwick rhode island i'll also be hosting the very first infinity event in webway 
It will be a resilience ops. I hope you get to come to that, Brady. There are a lot of there. It's going to be a real learning opportunity. Let's put it that way. It's going to be happening in Marlboro, Massachusetts at Webway on February 17th. So you got a little time to get ready. Make sure you punch a lot of meat in a meat factory or something like that. Strengthen up those risks because you're going to need them to move your models around. And then Frontline Gaming, their next event is Rocky Mountain Open in March 16th to 17th in Denver, Colorado. That must be a brand spanking new one. I don't remember ever hearing about that one. So cool. Welcome to the fold, Denver, Colorado. What are we going to talk about? So obviously this thing happened. It's called 2024. In my brain, I think that Infinity is measured in Adepticons. I've noticed that a lot of gaming systems seem to use Adepticon as like a measuring stick for a while there. I think Gen Con was one of them too, but I don't think Gen Con's been quite as relevant these days. But it's definitely interesting to take a new year as in like the calendar year, but we're not like quite done with a year of Infinity, in my opinion, just because uh, we know that a lot of the new releases tend to come out at Adepticon. Like this year, it's been said in the Bostria videos that there's going to be a new sectorial and there's going to be some other cool stuff. I don't really remember specifically everything they went over, but the new sectorial was definitely the big fancy reveal, at least for me. So, yeah, let's talk about 2023 a little bit. Uh, you know, we're, this is going to be one of those episodes we'll talk about. Hey, there's the microphone, everyone. Welcome to the new year. We did it. Order more Monument Hobby paint so we can fix this microphone. It's still not working. <laughs> How about now? Yeah, see, there it is. So, you know what? That's going to get edited out. Maybe she leaves us into the actual podcast episode. We're actually going to put the unedited video footage probably on a YouTube channel or something like that. I don't know when that's a specifically going to happen, but if you want to watch us fight my microphone, <laughs> fight my microphone all the time, that's what you're going to want to watch. So Kara, don't cut that out. Leave that in there because that's an excellent transition to one of the things that we'll be doing for the <laughs> 2024. This Dylan fighting his mic. Stupid. Every, every time. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, mad dab. You do. They can watch his dab. And oh, losing, just like games of infinity. Anyway, like I was saying, so uh, I think I, t- I think I got the Adepticon thing out. So anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about 2023. It was a great year. I had a great time. You're going to learn a little bit about us as people and how bad we are at this game. So first question, hey, what was your favorite thing about 2023? It can be personal life t- related too, I guess, but. I-, I would say 2023 was really interesting in sense of uh, I really got really focused moving from Warhammer into Infinity as the primary game system that I was spending a lot of time with. Adepticon is always just an absolutely fantastic time. Like you said, it's kind of the, you know, the year starter or year ender, depending on how we want to think about it for for Infinity. It It's such a big convention, and even this year looks even bigger than last year, and I think it's just going to keep that ball is going to keep rolling. Like I said, I think it's kind of siphoning more and more from Gen Con. So I'd say, you know, Adepticon is, was, was a huge highlight. Uh, got, you know, an entire two, 300 point list fully painted for that event. You know, it's, I'd spend like two weeks just every day painting like a full model every single day and, you know, trying up to a, to a higher standard than I usually do. But in general, it was really focusing on embedding myself into the Infinity community, starting this podcast would be, you know, a big thing that I did in 2023 that I think was, that was good. Yeah, I mean, heck, I'm, big fan of the the podcast thing i think you did a great job so uh yeah at least one of the hosts at least one of the hosts <laughs> do yeah <laughs> that's true yeah at least one of them appreciated you <laughs> i think that you're right on the money uh it was really cool to see you come into the community definitely a little bit more in the fold i know that it was kind of hit and miss there for a little while. i don't want to say hit and miss per se but it was like you were here and then you would disappear because you were doing your larp stuff then you came back and then you got busy with life stuff and then you would come back oh i got i got bad news for you that's that's actually probably continuing a lot more uh in 2024 which we'll get to a little bit when we talk about 2024 but well we'll see we'll see well i'm waiting with with bated breath so but i want to hear about your 2023 my 2023 oh thanks man so i love the bakken refresh i think in some ways that's why adepticon is one of the special times for me is when i was getting back into the game it didn't really start to feel real i guess until you're around for like that one big release that you really really like you know it's like if you were to start playing 40k for example right you start playing 40k like i started in fifth right 
maybe it didn't really feel right until there was like a major event that happened. And I remember that in 40K game, or at least in GW games, for a while there, it felt like it was Codex releases. You were like, yeah, I'm playing 40K, but I'm using a book that was already out before I started playing. But then you're there for your faction and it comes out and you're like, oh, it's a whole new game, right? You're like kind of, it's like a different kind of mentality you have for it. So Adepticon kind of became that measuring stick for me. And it just so happened to be the army that I really like to play. That wasn't like Bakunin was okay before the release, but now they're definitely got, they got way more game now for sure. Yeah, no, to, to, to that point, Infinity... It moves faster in like correcting and doing other things. You know, GW has has been really you know ha- uh, handcuffed themselves to the book release model, which for for good and for ill. But you do get that you know every month or so you get a new book, and that like shakes everything up, and everyone gets all excited and our dreads it because GW. But Infinity, you get these like these drip feeds. You know, usually once a month or, or so, you get like these like tiny refreshes and these tiny rules updates and and small tweaks, which is really nice because you get that. It really feels like a living document in a living game. Uh, and you know, always check every morning, check the news channel. You know, hey, maybe they did put out some like this new thing, but they don't have that big push that GW is like, I think is really mastered, which is like every quarter, every month or so, you're really excited because they're pushing out some new range, some, you know, a couple new models. Where Infinity, it's Adepticon is really that time where it's like, oh man, you are refreshing Bakun, and this is going to be amazing. This is so cool. And especially since they focused on such a specific part of the sectorial, like they were really focusing on the whole church thing. I really love the glow up. I think the church is one of the coolest looking parts of infinity. Honestly, in general, it's very, it's unique in the infinity universe. Obviously there's a lot of analogies for like sisters of battle kind of thing, but I think that even compared to them, they definitely have their own, like they're definitely more on the nun side of it, as opposed to like the angry, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like in 40 K they're like, it's armor. They had a they had a very distinct idea of where they wanted Bakunin to go, and it, like you said, it it is a sectorial that looks very, uh, or even like a again like a section within a sectorial that feels very unique. It is it is I think a valid criticism sometimes sometimes when people new people are coming into Infinity of it's a lot of it's a lot of just generic humans in very generic sci-fi armor and some of your you know as you get to play you really can appreciate the nuances and the difference between each faction but you know your your basic line trooper for some of the factions you can be forgiven they look fairly similar but bakunin you're you're not going to put a bakunin model down and think it's anything other than bakunin honestly that is a very good way to put it even though the sectorial has different strata there's like the weird freaky stuff. There's the church. And then there's like the moderator type stuff. You're right. If you were to put any of that down and anybody who's been playing infinity for any amount of time, probably could say, Oh, that's at least I know that's a nomad, right? It's definitely more. And it's funny how different you can see the motherships. They all look pretty into, they can look the same, but also all have their own type of look. And it's actually kind of incredible that CB's managed to pull that off. Yeah, the, the sculpting and the modeling is always really good. And and what I like about it is it is very, um, it all feels like the same universe. You can see where a lot of those common ideas of, hey, these were all manufactured on similar planets and were devised by humans who all have similar ideas. You can see that throughout all the different weaponry, like you know, but everyone puts their own tiny spins on it, which looks really cool and unique. It's just harder to see because also the models are, are tiny and, again, look like they all came from a unique area or, or from a consistent area which is cool that's definitely i mean that's obviously power to cb for that also one of the other my uh, one of my other favorite things that happened this year was when we went to everwinter i got to meet some of the infinity legends we got to meet lobos uh we got to meet the belgian assassin uh we got to meet obviously all the locals that are in our area that are pretty well known so we didn't get I, I, I'm going to butcher his name, but he got second place at Interplanetary, the guy that was playing Steel Phalanx. It's a it's a CAD, it's a KH something, Caverix, Cavid, whatever it is. He was at the last Everwinter, and he smashed me. So it feels good knowing that the person that crushed me got second place at Interplanetary. That made me very validated. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to lose the Lobos or the Belgian Assassin. Otherwise, I'd feel very more validated. I think it's how you say that. I would definitely say a highlight of the of the New England Infinity scene definitely had to have been Everwinter. It really, you know, last year was big as far as I could tell. I wasn't there, but this year 
I think was a little bit larger than last year. And again, it got some really large names. And I assume if we can continue that same quality, we'll get, you know, the same number, if not more, and continue to grow that scene. And maybe we can kind of have that big area. We're not going to rival Adepticon, you know, I'm not going to get too big for my britches here, but continuing to grow and and show that this game, you know, has a lot of legs. I mean, I, I, I think we were like half the size of the 40k tournament, which in the grand scheme of things is actually like fairly impressive in, in all things said and done. And I think we're just going to keep getting bigger because the, the game is really solid. The game is really good. And the more importantly, though, the people are all really good. You, you want to show up just to see your friends. Yeah. I mean, we all got to sit around and roast me. That's what I've learned always tends to happen. You know what? I'm here for it. I'm definitely, I'm here for it. One of the highlights I would say all year is at Everwinter for me, where I think the comment of the year, I'll see if I can remember this and see if we can bring this up every year, was when Lobo said, oh, I thought you would be louder. (laughs) We met in person. So what a compliment. (laughs) You were having an off day. You were you were pretty quiet. Yeah, I was having a weird day. Yeah, like I, we talked about it the last episode. I was in my own head the whole time. But um, yeah, like I said, it's still a highlight for me. It was a great time. So anyway, playing off of that, what was your least favorite thing related to Infinity in 2020? I think the new mission pack and reinforcements pretty much were dead on arrival, which is very, very disappointing. I don't have, like, you know, this is my first addition change you know mission pack change i've gone through a lot of them in warhammer and you you see those ups and downs um i was really really excited for reinforcements uh i think you know if people have listened to us for a while we were both very very excited for reinforcements we really wanted that new way to play but the rules just didn't they were the juice was not worth the squeeze and i was really disappointed i'm really hoping that they can salvage something i know i've seen them continue to talk about reinforcements so that does imply to me that they uh aren't going to do uh you know are just say well they didn't like it we're just going to never bring it up again so that will be something i kind of hope for the mission pack as well although i had some problems with some of the missions in the previous pack the the, the missions that they added this time around really do not feel great. Uh, I was really like, I really like push and pull for like beer pong. I really like that kind of style, but the way the scoring actually works out, it's just, if you don't go for, if you go first, you just have to just make the massive gamble and like blow your opponent out or you're just not going to win. And that one, I feel like actually has some easy solutions to not cause some of those problems by like shifting some of where the scoring happens as well as last launch is really cool and thematic and really narrative, but it's actually just really finicky. And so it's, it's definitely one that I still really like conceptually and actually don't hate playing it, but it's one where I'm not excited to see it on a tournament, especially on a second day. And you're like, God damn, I have to think I literally have to think five orders ahead because it just takes that many orders to get the key card, hand it to the person and run them halfway across the map. And that's one where I like a lot for, I think we're still going to see a lot for narrative and maybe again, some small tweaks to it. So overall, I think just the it's ITS 15, I believe it was 15, just, a little bit fell flat Uh, but again the core is still there like the rules didn't get worse it's just that like we were really excited that they were going to push things forward and it kind of stalled i will give some pushback on reinforcements i think the game mode is okay i think it's like the perfect meh it's like it's okay I i agree with you i wish they had done maybe a little bit more with it I to say it was dead on arrival, I think it that's probably not wrong, but it definitely came out and it seemed like to its own credit, the Infinity community legitimately really tried to like it. Like I've seen like in MCP, they had a new game mode come out called Timelines, and I was on an episode of Wait Did I Roll a While about it and we talked about it. And it happened right around the same time, like reinforcements, like it was like reinforcements kind of happened way a little bit before, but then, it, you know, eventually this came out and I went over it and ironically enough, I was maybe a little more down on reinforcements. And then when I went into it, I was like, oh, I like it more after reading the rules for it. While the opposite kind of happened with timelines where I was like, oh, conceptually, this seems like a really cool idea. And then I started like making lists for it. And I was like, this is. Not my favorite thing. I'll just put it that way to put it nicely. It's like, it's again, it's kind of like if reinforcements is like meh, I'd still play it. 
Like if somebody were to be like, hey, Dr. D, do you want to play reinforcements? I'd be like, yeah, sure. But if somebody came to me and they said, do you want to play timelines? I'd say no. There would be no hesitation. I would just be like, no, I'm not going to play it because it's needlessly cumbersome, to put it nicely. So reinforcement, and it's not just because my best event was reinforcements because I got to top table and all that stuff on the reinforcements. But anyway, but I think that the reinforcement stuff has a lot of opportunity, which I think almost everybody that isn't a jerk or needlessly pessimistic would tend to agree that there's something in reinforcements that definitely is there just waiting. Mostly profiles that need to be released for the main game CB, please, for the love of Christ. I would love a couple of those profiles in my regular army list. But I think that their willingness to at least say, hey, we know it wasn't the it, we know it wasn't perfect. We're willing to change things. We're listening. It's incredible because I don't know. There might be other companies out there that where they release games and whether it does well or not, it they just never talk about it again. You know, we'll just leave that in the air. Or they act like it's a resounding success and don't change anything. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree that. Again, I think the the phrase that like more kind is a lot. If for a lot of people, the juice is not worth the squeeze for reinforcements. But again, if someone says, "Hey, do you want to play reinforcements?" Sure, it, it's it has a lot of interesting nuance. Again, when we did the reinforcements tournament, I had that moment of should I just let my model die to get my reinforcements in sooner? And that's an interesting thought experiment, and that's a fun gameplay pattern. It just didn't have enough of that, and it, and it ended up feeling a little bit too swingy, and also, at the same time, a little bit not impactful. It, it just kind of ran into that problem of you could have on either end. But I, I have a lot of faith that it will get better, because CB, again, seems to still be interested in making it better. And I have to say, I really dig a lot. So one of my main issues with reinforcements before was also, I'm not a big proxy guy. Like, if you can have a model of a Dewan, right, or whatever, an Apache, if you have a model for it, I'm not really necessarily like so stickler on that, oh, it's got to have the exact right weapon or whatever. But for some reason in my head, it has to be the right silhouette, you know, like the model silhouette, as in like it, it looks like it. Because for some reason in the back of my head, I've noticed that if I proxy, there's a part of my brain that can't escape the bandwidth of trying to have to remember what it is. If it is like another model. So like if you're using a Chesser as an Apache in my head, I'm like, oh, I have to remember that that's not a Chesser. It's a, it's an Apache. I have to remember that. That's like a part of my brain. And I know it's childish. Most great players that probably would never have even like considered that. But for some reason, that's just a personal hang up. I'm just a big, you know, what you see is what you get kind of guy. But now that there are actual kits coming out for it, I'm way more excited about playing more reinforcements. Because up to this point of recording, Nomads and Combined, I think, was at the same time as Nomads. They're out. So coming up is the Aleph and the Hakaslam box, which the the Aleph one is, it, we could talk about this in another episode, but they started switching like the aesthetic colors and all that. I'm not a big fan of the new Aleph colors. Let's just put it that way. It's way too like gritty. I don't know what's going on with that. They're very, very dark. But to sum up how I feel, I don't think that reinforcements was necessarily like a fail. I think it might've just been a, yeah, we hit the ball and we got like the first base, but we didn't really necessarily hit a home run per se. And right now we're looking for the, for someone to like hit them in, you know? So hopefully the, you know, the, once the models are out and then they rework the rules, the bases will be loaded. And to finish this baseball analogy, they'll get the grand slam that I wish probably everybody wished it was at the beginning, but I I'll be here when it comes out and I'm, I hope I'm, I hope I enjoy it. Like, I, I really am excited for it. Yeah. And then to uh, go off of what you were saying earlier, I do agree. I had to pour one out for my boy Cryogenics that that was the one that we lost for. I know you hated Cryogenics, but I loved Cryogenics. And I, I, I try not to be negative on this podcast, but I'm going to, I'm going to give myself this credit. I legitimately despise beer pong. I'm sorry, B pong. Why would I ever call it beer pong? I do not like that mission. I don't think. I've played a game of it where I've ever been like, man, I'm so glad we played this. And last launch, I think is salvageable. I agree that it feels clunky. I think the biggest issue with last launch comes from the fact that the Evo bot thing exists. I really wish they would just kind of strike that out of the rules where they say, at least change one thing, either don't make it so that Evo bots can just automatically go they can't automatically just walk in and poke it. Like even if you shoot them on the way in, you can't stop them and you have the baggage situation with it. So it's like, if you put a baggage bot Evo into the sky, it creates 
so, and the other person doesn't have one, it creates such a unbalancing factor. It is really a, a if it's in your mission pack, you are very heavily incentivized to just make a second list that is only for last launch. For, again, if you if you can have an Evo bot, especially an Evo bot with, with baggage. Which most of them do. The only non-baggage Evo bots I can think of are Scylla and the War Driver. I think those are the only two thing or the only other hacker evo hackers i could think of that don't have baggage but yeah that that's kind of my biggest hang up on it i think b pong just needs to be totally reworked i agree the scoring on it is ludicrously bad i don't i legitimately don't like playing that mission last launch i think is salvageable i would start i agree with devin and medicam but it's better to start with little changes and then as opposed to doing like grand sweeps strike the evo thing and then see what happens does it change it it definitely will because not everybody's going to bring an Evo bot. Is it still worth it to bring it? Like maybe if you want to do drop troop type stuff, it kind of depends. At that point, I think it becomes pertinent to what the other scenarios in the event are. Then if you want to bring an Evo bot, there's reasons, right? Maybe. And then if you put an Evo bot in the sky, it still counts as baggage. It's still a great thing to use. It's also still a specialist, but for it to just be able to move up to the edge of the room which is going to be really difficult to see from the other side of the board. So it's going to be very hard to stop that evil bot from getting there. And even if that's the case, a good smoke trick or a white, uh, white noise is going to be able to stop anything from actually being able to shoot it. You get to the edge of the, t- of the panic room, you spend one order, you automatically get the points because you cannot stop it because it just automatically jumps up into the air. doesn't seem like great rules designed for a game that f- specifically prides itself in forcing you to roll dice to do objectives. It feels really strange that this one doesn't. It also uh, really, in my opinion, I don't think the size of its inclusion zone is helping it at all. But that's again, that's a pretty massive change to be like, hey, either reduce the size of the exclusion zone or remove it altogether. But I, I feel like it's one of those ones of like, especially like when you're like, oh, this is a great reinforcements one. It's like, no, it isn't. It's terrible for reinforcements. And you're like, oh, right. Because technically the way the the pod can come in to the exclusion zone, but technically the people coming out can't. And I also just disagree with that rule. I know when me and my buddies first started playing reinforcements, we had played it the other way where it's like, no, it's a, you treated it more like a deployment. And so it was like, no, they, they can be deployed in, in the exclusion zone. And that actually made a lot of these missions a lot better because you, you, you would have these forces that came in later that could then drop into an exclusion zone. That, that would be, again, like you said, pretty easy fixes for last launch. Beer Pong would require a lot of just fundamentally rethinking how you're doing the scoring. Because I think actually the actual mechanics of the two buttons and the the thing and the puck in the middle and how they all move and interact is pretty solid. It's just the scoring is just abysmally if you if you are going first, you have to be absolutely destroying your opponent. Which is which is possible, but like it, it's like I would probably say it's an 80 20 favor for the person who's going second uh, to to win. And, and overall, like, again, we, we both like being positive on the show. And um, when when our biggest negative is the rules didn't hyper excite us, like they didn't like do this big launching off that like created a new era of infinity. If that's our biggest complaint, like, oh, the core is still amazing. We're still having a great time. But like we wanted just these expansions to be bigger and bolder and more. That's a great that's a great time to be in. You know, that's that's perfectly fine. Oh, actually, another thing that I should have brought up in the favorite thing is I really dig the new deck. I really love the new, the resiliency mission option. Like, I'm really excited we do an episode for that. But I think that was a really cool addition. All right. So 2024, it's here. You got any goals that you would like to set for yourself that we will hold you to on a blood contract type level? Um, honestly, right now, no. Uh, probably getting more of my Onyx uh, at this point. Like you know, it's like I could probably get the majority of my Onyx at least on tags finished. That's always a paint. You know, that's always a goal for every hobbyist is like paint more of your stuff. Get you know get get everything finished. I I just just acquired a new a new position. Um, but that might uh, involve more Saturdays uh, being work-related. So that is uh, so. There's a little bit in my head right now of like, yay! But the like, oh, what are your plans for events and all these things? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, we'll 
hopefully I will, you know, keep building more of a board and being able to play more, at least casually during like weekdays and such, which is something I want to continue to do, especially with my local store, removing their, their play space. I don't want to, I want to make sure I can continue that. So you're saying the rise of the Sunday tournament. I'd I'd consider it or, or even doing the thing, which I really don't like and just, you know, starting a short form league. I don't like leagues very much, but I, you know, maybe I have to do it if I want to play a competitive or, you know, in, a steaks kind of game. That's one of my goals for 2024. I want to eat more steak. What are your other goals? What are your infinity goals? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so my, all right, lady, I'm sorry, arachnids. I'm here to announce that 2024 is the year of the U.S. Ariadna. I'm going to plan on playing U.S. Ariadna at every single event that I go to until... I guess maybe next year, right? I guess, actually, that was what I used. I was using Everwinter as the measurement stick. So Everwinter 2024, my plan is to maybe not win, but at least do well with US Ariadna. The only one exception that I'm going to give myself, and I did say this when I made the rule, is if I'm going to Adepticon, Adepticon does have a everything has to be painted requirement. Adepticon is very soon. It's only in March, which doesn't, which doesn't sound like it's soon, but... When it comes to the amount of painting that I have to do to paint an entire two lists at my level of painting could be very difficult when I also have to add in the fact that I'm painting other people's models for their Adepticon plans. So I'm painting like a madman. Let's just put it that way. So if I can have it done, I will. If I don't, I'll probably be playing something else. So if you at me at Adepticon, if I'm not playing US Ariadna, know that someone better hold me back. Brady, you better hold you better hold me back. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on him like a spider monkey. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch the list. You're like, hey, uh, in the juice channel, you'd be like, oh, hey, I got a, I got this nomad list. It's like, no, Ariadna list, Ariadna yeah. list only. Uh, I I did forget one thing for 2023 for uh, for a highlight. Um, no, going really far back. Uh, Middleist, uh, the embrace <laughs> the embrace of Middleist. Uh, I I really really like am an like an evangelical advocate for like every single event, not just Infinity. Add a middle list, please. It's such a good, it's such a good prize, uh, and I'm really glad to see that everyone like it has become the like the sought after award. Yeah, let's just say all of the infinity events, the the coveted middle list title is legendary, and it's been so legendary that due to my connections with MCP, MCP has also begun to <laughs> embrace the power of the middle list. It's amazing. Everybody absolutely loves it. There's always like just p- such playful competition for it. It's so much more like kitten f- kitten fisted than or pillow fisted. I don't know kitten. What? I think there's some kind of what? analogy. There. It's so it's so much more of a pillow fisted type of argument between people where they're just like, oh yeah, you think you're good, dude? I'm way slightly less good than you. I'm totally gonna get middleist, you big idiot. It's just stuff like that that absolutely just makes makes my day. I, I adore that stuff. And if you guys can have a better uh, siloquism that involves kitten fisted or whatever, uh, please send me an email. I need help. I didn't wake up early enough to make jokes for this episode. I guess. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not on my I'm not on my best form. So yeah, that's my goal is U.S. Ariana. It's got to be painted, and it, the entire army has to be finished, obviously, by Everwinter. Hopefully, the entire range. We'll see. I've already got like three or four models done. How many doggos are you painting? Uh, as far as I know, the only real... I'm going to say this wrong and somebody's going to jump on me. I'm pretty sure the only doggos in the entire faction is just the devil dogs. Or I say faction, in the entire sectorial. I'm pretty sure devil dogs are the only dogs. Which is kind of wild. But the answer's four. <laughs> That's how many doggos there'll be. And there's going to be a lot of bikes, unknown ranger, you know, all the normal stuff. Uh, I have to say, playing US Ariana has been very enlightening because one... I don't know why people aren't talking about Mavericks more. Mavericks are baller. MSV one Spitfire on a bike. Oh, it's so good. And you can link it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good with smoke launchers. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's it's nasty. It's DJ McNasty sauce, dude. They're amazing. Mavericks are great. Unknown Ranger obviously is fantastic. And like, I love Blackjacks. They're great. And you obviously got Van Zandt. It's a really cool army to play with. I've actually been surprised at how 
non single note it is like there is actually different kinds of builds you can do it's really cool really enjoying it obviously i'll report into you guys as i'm playing it uh but i'm gonna try my best to do a cool dress up cosplay whenever i go to events so expect some aviators and the most obnoxious american looking uh turd bucket (laughs) to walk into the place so if you don't see me from space when i walk into an event i'm not being american enough well we definitely have to make sure you still enjoy them you know if we start here in the like you know in two months or now because you committed to a whole year (laughs) what have i done i'll just have to escape and play something else when uh the cameras aren't rolling and then i'll just go back to the events you know i only got to play it i only said events that's true. You can do all like you can do all your other time with all your other factions, and you just throw every single event because you're like, I do not want to play this faction anymore. <laughs> oh, I can't come to the event. Oh, I, um, you're having a uh, a gynecologist appointment. Okay, bye. I gotta go. Sorry. I can't. <laughs> oh no, I've made such a huge mistake. My ELO. No, <laughs> it's ruined. I was 26 best player in the United States there for a little while. I'm throwing it away. Throwing it away, Brady. Throwing what, it like away. 28? There, there's like... There's like... How many people live in the United States? Like six, 60 billion? 60 billion, D? 60 billion. Hey, what major events are you going to go to? Um, for 2024? Right now, the only major event I, I have, um, besides almost certainly going to Everwinter, um, will be running um, Iron Weld at Wicked Dicey. Uh, we're still in the, the planning process of that one. I... Th- we did a two-day event last time, and I think it'll be better as a one-day event, maybe doing something small on a second day. Uh, that that kind of has yet to be seen. I kind of got conscripted into running Iron Weld and was like, ah, and I've only really, only in the last like week or two been able to put any major thought into what what's what that's going to look like. So beyond that, um, I didn't get tickets to Adepticon this year, unfortunately. So I don't have any like really major uh, major events. Uh, I am I am missing. Not going to LVO this year. I had a really great time going there last year. Just such a big mecca, and also going to Vegas is fun. Uh, so I might, I might even, uh, I might go there again for Infinity or, or Warhammer just to just to be in Vegas for a week. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Uh, an idea for that second day. Let's do the big dummy, the big dummy competition. All of us, none of us have really played it. Aristea tournament, <laughs> where literally no one knows how to play the game. <laughs> Just do that on the Sunday after the event. The people that are just linked. Aristea, it's the Infinity Board game, you big goof. Oh, okay. The sports like, game. We talked about it in the game. Rem Racers is there. Yeah, yeah, Rem yeah. Racers we'll isn't do, out yet. Yeah, no, but we'll do all the different uh we'll do all the different uh, Corvus Belly uh board games yeah, and such. Like Defiance and stuff. Like we should do Aristea. So power credit to him, Tisdale, uh one of the guys that runs Adepticon, sent me his personal Aristea set. It's all painted beautifully and has worsenal terrain in it that I don't even know if they sell it anymore. I was like, I opened the box. I was like, whoa, he also gave me a daredevil wallet. That was pretty cool. So if you see a wallet with uh, my initials on it, it's mine. Give me, give me every single (laughs) wallet that has DD on it. It's mine. So I'm going to bring, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say that I'm going to bring it with me to iron weld, iron weld. Thank you. I was going to say iron. Well, um, iron winter. Um, I'm going to bring Aristea with me. That's what we should do. We should play Aristea on Sunday. Because most of the people are going to leave. So there'll probably be like five of us. That's an Arachne promise, Arachnids. I don't know why you guys are listening to me talk about this. Because this is a local thing. But you know what? If you want to play Aristea, come to... <laughs> if you want to play Aristea with a bunch of idiots, <laughs> come to Iron Welt 2024. Hooray! What, what what big events are you doing? I know you I know you mentioned uh, Adepticon. So Adepticon is a non negotiable. Uh, no matter what happens to me in my life, if I'm homeless or anything like that, I will be going to Adepticon. I will be smelly. I will uh, live in the giant battle tech inflatable thing outside <laughs> outside of the main hall. Uh, there is no nego- There is no negotiation. I go to Adepticon. There is no negotiating that. So I'll be there. Uh, even if I never play anything, I'm still going to it. There's just no doubt. Uh, this year, I got into all the events. I got into Forza's Day Off, which is the narrative event. I got into the main satellite event, and I'm doing MCP team event with my boy. Uh, I don't know if he wants me to announce his name on here, but he's one of my best friends from growing up. And 
other than that, it's just heckling the locals. And I'm going to bring my Bushido with me just in case if anything happens and you know somebody wants to play, I'll be there. My other plans are I would like to travel more for Infinity events because I'm sure the people local are tired of hearing me whinge every single time I lose a dice roll. So I have to spread the love because that's only fair. So my intention is to go to at least one of the four corners areas events. Salt Lake City looks very likely. Funnily enough, right before we started recording, I got a message uh, from somebody who seems interested in also going to it. So I think Salt Lake City's pretty cinched in. The only thing that could really slow me down is maybe the date. I got to make sure all the dates work out. But I will be at Salt Lake City and or the Krug is my goal right now. No, uh, I mean, the only thing I could probably add is like when I, when I was traveling for Warhammer events, I, I loved it. I loved being able to see other people. And then you would, you know, you get the, the occasional person who you knew who like travels as well, uh, travels as well, like, you know, like Lobo or someone like that. Who's like, Oh, Hey, I, I can come home and talk to you. But then you, you, you get to meet people from all around who have the same exact hobby as you. So you have some, you know, major thing in common. And maybe I'll go to LVO next year. There was a bit of sadness in PCN that I was not going to this year's uh, not Defcon, to this year's LVO. I am not sure if it transfers to all the events there. When I went there for the MCP stuff, I was kind of like, nah, I don't really want to spend. I think I didn't really get a, a good ratio of the amount of money spent to enjoyment that I got out of it. The best part of LVO was just seeing all the people. Like you were just saying, it's like you just see the people that you love. And there's a ton of people in the MCP community that are absolutely some of my best friends of all time. We practice karate in the garage. I mean, you can't get better friends than that, right? <laughs> yeah, right. You're only going to get to see what he's doing if you're watching the video. So if for me to go to LVO again, I probably would I probably would enjoy it more if I went for Infinity just because it's a game I, in essence, enjoy more than MCP, especially these days. So 2025 LVO... Uh, well, I'm not saying it's a no, but I'm not going to LDO this year. But I might go to the next one as long as I feel confident in just the pricing of it, right? Because LVO, because getting to Las Vegas is easy. Staying there is hard because everything there is very expensive, but flights are very cheap. Because, yeah, like I said, if you're, if you're thinking, actually, and as a proper little segue, in PCN, I did recently write a blog article about how to plan on going to an event like a con like budgeting and some of the things that you need to make sure you're keeping track of. And I followed it up with a article about my plans for this Adepticon. So I keep track of like the things I need to paint, stuff like that. And that, that'll probably be a progressive thing until after I'll probably do my worthy painting competition stuff in there too. So go to professional casual network, go to the blog area and you'll see all my stuff in there. I've typed excessively amount of number of things in there. So if you're interested in, seeing how this voice sounds in texty clackety click clack, then that's where you want to go. We're breaking out the mechanical keyboards, clicky switches. Clickety clack. I need a new keyboard too. <laughs> Patreons, please feed me. <laughs> I need to replace all the equipment on my computer. Remind me, is has Infinity ever been at Nova? Uh, I know Nova is always a great event, you know, down in DC, so fairly fairly close, but you still can travel. You know, it's still a nice travel type event. But I don't believe I've seen Infinity talked about at at uh, Nova. Uh, as far as I know, no, I don't think I've ever heard anything. I think I specifically looked at the last one. Because I almost thought about going for Arena Rex because there wasn't Infinity. I could be wrong. And I know Bushida's at Nova too, so I might be going there for Bushido just for fun. But I would like to go to Nova this year. I remember the last time. Nova is the con that always sneaks up on me. I'm always like, la, 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 you know, don't got to worry about nothing. And then they're like, oh yeah, Nova's this weekend. I'm like, <laughs> happen again. I want to go to Nova. Yeah, Nova is because it's it's again it's one of the larger larger cons in the grand scheme of things, but it is very just under the radar because it doesn't. No company's really revealing things at Nova. Um, the GW tends to do a preview, but it's not a really big. You know, it's not like the biggest one, like LVO. It's not like Adepticon, where every every company that produces a miniature is going to be there. Every painter is going to be there, and it's just a love grand love of the hobby. Again, if you can go to Adepticon go to Adepticon that is I, I, again, I won't be there for 2024 but I have a very strong feeling I'll be there for 2025 it is just such a great great event even if you don't do a single event there yeah um, I'll have to go I've definitely heard nothing but good things about Nova 
I know the heresy community there is pretty crazy. Yeah, as, as far as I know, that's like actually like Nova is really big for heresy. Um, well, like heresy like has its like, little pockets, but like Nova seems to be one of its like big mecha type events. Yeah, apparently like Virginia is like a real big heresy thing. Huh. Like who knows? You know, who knew, right? So any speculations on what's going to be coming up this year? Uh, obviously, speculations aren't great podcasting, but anything you would like to see? So obviously, CB talked about a new sectorial, and uh, I believe you you were mentioning that people are talking about online. It's probably talking about O twelve. The other really obvious one would be the bugs coming in 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 full force, and seeing a lot of a lot more extra models coming in, and that being an own sectorial. Which, as a combined player, I would love. You know, you know who doesn't want more things for their faction? But I I would actually be equally as excited, even though I wouldn't collect them would for more O twelve, just because you know it's always unfun when you're like, hey, here's my main army and here's my one sectorial, and you don't have a really lot of options. So I'd love to see you know that that sectorial get or that uh, that faction get more fleshed out, uh, even if it means I don't get more more like cool beetles. I agree. I think that it's a real toss up between O twelve, the bugs potentially because there was some misleading pictures or I don't know if misleading is the right word, but Warsenal has a conate thing that like popped up. So in the background of infinity for a long, long time, people kept thinking that eventually Hawk would get a conate sectorial, which would cover the coom bikers, which would be really cool to have a, like a bike themed sectorial. I think that would have been really, really cool. I mean, maybe that's what this is. I doubt it just because that they've already got their three sectorials. And I, th- I don't remember exactly where I read it, but CB said they only want like three sectorials for each faction or something like that. So at least uh, not out of print, at least. So the kind of lends credence to O12 just because of the fact that they only have Starmada right now. And the cool thing about Starmada is that for a while there, it was considered just a really bad, I'm not even really bad, just a very uncompetitive sectorial. But then they add in like one or two things with the, the, the Sarcos and the Secu droids. And all of a sudden, boom, they got game like, like crazy, which is one of the coolest things about infinity, right? Is that they can release a single profile and it's like, all right, it's open season. Everything's different now, just because the weird puzzle game that you have to play for infinity army building. Now, all of a sudden you got a puzzle piece that doesn't look like what they look like before. And off to the races you go. So who knows? I'll If it's 012, I'll buy it. If it's bugs, I mean, if they look cool, maybe I'll buy them. I'll probably never play them, but you know, I'm a sucker for buying models and actually painting them. Yeah, when you said your goal thing was painting more models, I was like, hey, wait a minute. I'm always painting. It makes me, just, it's like, it's sickening how much I paint sometimes. I really, sometimes I wish I could turn it off. It's like, I just, well, you're better. You're better than me because I spend a lot more time, you know, doing things that are far less productive. Uh, um, paint, painting is always, you know, a good productive use of your time. And see, the the sad part is, is I have to finish RoboCop. Excellent game, by the way. RoboCop Rogue City, absolutely fantastic video game. And I picked up Potionomics because I love capitalism simulators. <sighs> but then I sit there and I play them, and I'm like, and then I look at my paint desk. I'm like, what am I doing? I got I got too much to paint. I can't be wasting my time with this. Thankfully, I only do it at like eleven to midnight. You know, it's like I, it's like I can't stare at my painting lights anymore. Otherwise, I'm gonna go <laughs> blind. <laughs> so I'm like, I gotta. I have to play a video game to escape <laughs> my second job of painting miniatures. Oh my gosh. For for other predictions, uh, just to you know bring it back around, but also to circuit into the weirder speculations. Because again, we we know the Sectoria was going to be a thing. I. I predict probably at least one more Infinity board game or like tie-in board game. Don't forget Warcrow is coming. Yep. Warcrow. Uh, uh, I'm v- I'm a huge sci-fi person, but I'm actually really excited to see Warcrow. I think we're going to see a few more Sciocast uh, come out and the, the usual complaints about Sciocast, um, even though <laughs> metal models suck. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I, I found a I found another scuff on a model recently in a just random location, and I was just like, I hate I hate metal with every fiber of my being. I, I've spent so long in this paint job, and apparently I looked at it wrong one too many times, and it decides to scuff. But yeah, I predict a little bit more Sciocast uh, coming coming in the line, and 
beyond that, I don't really know. I think they're going to probably continue to refresh those older sculpts, like, you know, kind of you saw with the Icadrons and Imitrons. Uh, it seems like they're, you know, kind of just trying to get get those last of the old sculpts uh, out out of the way. Uh, that's a, that's actually a pretty astute observation. I think I wouldn't necessarily call it a range refresh, but it is really cool to see some of the older sculpts get redone. Like the Morans were a good example. Like those Morans were the old ones were hideous. The new ones are better for sure. I think a lot of people were they were like, eh, they lost their identity. No, they're just better looking. Please don't don't make this harder than it needs to be. Like the new Uberfall. Oh, if we could do that with every one of those old busted not very fun to use infinity models i'd be down so into it oh 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 oh! actually i do have some that's a pretty good speculation i hope they do more of the happy day printing things those that was awesome cb if you listen to this and i know you do john cb i know you're out there listening to me right now that was an excellent idea a made to a made to print run of some of the models that people are paying way out of the nose for, like the Go-Go Marlene and stuff. Whew, oh my gosh. Girl, let me tell you, I was a big fan of that. So I made sure to grab a bunch of those because some of those sculpts are just really, really cool. And a lot of them are very neutral. So like Go-Go Marlene, you can use them in any faction. The only one that was probably the most, like, I don't want to say paywall locked behind, but the one that was the most like difficult to use everywhere was the tag because it's a it's a a pano tag that's very hard to get a hold of. And it was like the named version of it. I don't know the whole, I'm not like a big panel guy. So I know that it wasn't like, like people wanted the other version of it more. I was like, guys, please just be happy with what you just got. You don't have to pay $600 for a single model anymore. Whatever. I really hope they do more of those and bring out some of the old sculpts that people were dying for. Uh, Wolvars, please. I, I know tons of Ariadna people were like, please give us Wolvars at least locally. So yeah, I definitely, I think speculative speculation wise, they definitely noticed how popular of a thing it was because they're doing like a reprint, um, on the 15th from what I understand. So it'll be out by the time this episode is out. So if you missed out on that first run, because they sold out of literally, literally everything because people wanted them so badly. Well, they're doing it again, which is great. I absolutely hope they do more of that every year or so from what I heard. Other than that, uh, you figure there's going to be a new ITS? Well, because they do I- new ITS seasons every... I want to say, yeah, give or take about a year. So by the time we do the next yearly episode, there will be a new ITS. Um, hopefully they get rid of Beer Pong or fix it. That'd be great. Uh, reinforce. You know what? I I speculate that they will be doing something with reinforcements. They did specifically say that they're paying attention to it. What that is, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways they could go. I think we'll probably see reinforcement profiles get uh, some amount of them rolled into uh, the the main, you know, forces. If, if if for no other reason than they want to sell those boxes of reinforcement boxes, and I don't think they'll sell very well if it's only ever going to be for reinforcements uh, outside of people who just want the models because they look really cool. I think the panel one might be a bit of an exception because there are bolt models in it and people have been, that's di- another one of those ones that I'm some, they're probably going to hopefully do in a uh, reprint run. People have been craving bolts real bad. Cause that's one of those things where you are paying out of your eyeballs to buy those things. So yeah, I think user experience may vary. I will buy the reinforcement boxes just because I really adore the models and you can use them. Uh, you know, human factions, like we were saying earlier, all kind of look the same. So if you really wanted to use a Mars spider as whatever, then that's probably fine. With the aliens, I can see it being a bit harder just because you're taking bugs and you're going to say, yeah, it's a Nicodron. You know, it kind of just like has a different feel to it. You know what I mean? So like this. Right. Yeah. For the extra, you people use a lot of Shasvasti um, right. models. And yeah. They're like, eh, Thin, it's close enough, Weird I alien guess. man. Good. Good enough. So, yeah. I, I do have one last, like, more weird prediction. I think we're going to see CB take another big step. Because uh, we saw some Joy Toy models uh, come out. Uh, I think CB will probably, uh, and, and the, uh, like we said, the the uh, the board game, more board games and such. I think CB will take one more big step in licensing uh, their, their IP in some capacity. Uh, so we'll see something in theory that probably isn't just a new, like, you know, 
ITS pack or some of that. We'll see some kind of either like big board game produced by CB or we will see something, you know, like a closer to like a black library, you know, series of novels. Um, that's more just like the graphic novel they put out once a year. I think they are going to start taking a little bit of the lead from GW and push more into that space because the wargaming space has grown so much. Uh, and GW is really showing that there's a large market for that. Uh, that and and I, I assume the Joy Toy probably did well because they did two rounds of it. I think uh, for for Infinity, they. I think they so might. I, have done I more. assume they're going to do more. I think they've done more because there's some Nomad stuff. There's the U.S. Ariadna stuff. There's the Pano Knights. Okay, so they've definitely because I know they did at least one, uh, two rounds, but they, it sounds like they may have done even more. So I, I would expect them to do some other, like not just more Joy Toy. Like I, I would, you know, I'm going to stake the real crazy one. They might even talk about, you know, potentially trying to produce like a short form anime. Um, I would love it. I would love it to pieces. I don't actually realistically think it's going to happen, but that would be my like really far pitch of they may try to beat. Um, Games Workshop to an actual animated piece of content uh, out in the world that isn't behind a garbage paywall. <laughs> I was going to say, please add that stipulation. Yeah, it's that's actually that's a good idea. Actually, um, I would love to see more licensed product. More like it's funny you can't even really find Infinity shirts. You know, it's and ironically, ironically enough, viewers, I'm talking to CB about something like that. Uh, we'll see where that goes, but the Lack of IP stuff out there is actually kind of remarkably like it. it's definitely an open market. It's open season. If they came out, people would buy stuff. It's free real estate. Come it's on. free real estate. Yeah, good, good. Well, yeah, like, um, you know, we have Baron of Dice who just started creating custom dice for all the different factions and such. And everyone's been using them like they that those things sold like gangbusters as far as I can tell. I could see CB, you know, that's that's a really low hanging fruit of CB just, you know, co- contracting out through Baron of Dice to to make more through and sell them through the Corvus Belly, you know, web store or whatever. Um, I I I would be very surprised if we if we don't see CB move into that area to some capacity, and my pie in the sky, you know, swing real big. But like to your thing, even just having a shirt. You know, even just being like, because some of their artwork is really good or like, you know, put it on a, put it on a poster, put it on a sticker. You know, they've been licensing that stuff. You know, I have the, you know, the, the plates that like have the nice infinity artwork. And it's like, Hey, why can't I go to the CB site and buy a poster print of, you know, I don't know the, this just Fosti art that I have on the uh, command panel. And in some form or another, there will be a muscle mommies of infinity shirt whether it be for sale or whether it'll be for like me just handing it out. If you meet me kind of thing, it is in the works. Uh, the voting has been done. I don't want to reveal who it is yet. Maybe we'll do that in a future episode. Once I have the art thing kind of figured out, but that is coming. The votes have been collected and be excited. Cause I know I am. All right. So before we go to all that, the closing thoughts for this episode, some of the things that we do plan to do with Arachne, or at least I do, for the next year is there is an audio drama being produced over the break. I was hoping that I was going to be able to finish it. It's taking a lot longer than I originally thought it was going to writing the script. Uh, I was, I'm trying to make a decent, well, I'm trying to make a quality product and go figure that takes a lot of time. And then I got really busy with work and it just got all busy. So I didn't finish it as quick as I was hoping to. It will be done at some point over the course of this year. I promise I will get at least an episode out of it out including the post-production stuff. If you guys really dig it, uh, hit the like button down below and subscribe and uh, like <laughs> and uh, send a comment in the YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, that is coming. Make sure you give me a heads up. Next episode, I will be going over the Patreon stuff more. We have had some patrons jump on. I have seen you. I am dumb and I keep meaning to add it to the, uh, the whole thing that we talk about every episode. I do see you Patreons in there. I love you guys. We will be talking about you. Don't panic. It's coming. Uh, also, I keep using uh in front of everything when I'm trying to think of all the things that I have to talk about. Then another thing that we will be hopefully doing is having some kind of YouTube channel, whether that will just be where we dump unedited video so that people can watch and listen to something while they're painting or whatever. Or if it turns into maybe battle reports in some way, we have got some talks going on with some locals. 
who knows? But if nothing else, there will be a YouTube channel at some point where I will upload these things so you can look at our stupid faces and watch me constantly have fistfights with my microphone. The web grows. It it's does. really it's really fundamental what we're talking about. Uh, 2024 is going to be a big growth. I hope so. We had some fantastic support going through our first year. People really seem to like us. There are people, Brady, listen to this. There are people unelicitedly saying that we are their favorite podcast in the big Discord channel. I was like, what? That's awesome. Huh? I didn't even have to pay them. <laughs> or I don't know them personally, where it's like, hey, you got you, you got to say this or I'm going to cry in front of you. And then like, it's awkward for everyone. It's like, I know where you live because I was there. <laughs> we were sharing a pie and we were best friends and we were practicing karate in the garage. Yeah, it's definitely different when it's not your your mom uh, being the one who likes all your episodes, <laughs> all your episodes of the podcast. <laughs> oh god so yeah um absolutely love all the support ne- this year is going to be even better i hope and yeah love to have you guys come with us if you have any ideas heck shoot them out to me i send my email at the end of every episode i do think at some point this episode once we maybe get the youtube thing i think the next jump might be like email email questions like if people have questions for us have some kind of like line to reach us in case you want us to answer anything I think that's kind of our next plan, but that's kind of really that's reaching out into like the f- the future future. If you guys have ideas of things you want, you know, let us let us know. Uh, if you have ideas for how we're gonna how we should grow, yeah, I mean, if I can, I'll try and buy a couple vats of like that Nickelodeon slime, and we'll like just slime each other in person. And I'll just try and videotape it. All right, now now we're getting good ideas. <laughs> these are just all the things that go on in the back of my mind. <laughs> we're gonna make Arachne the greatest Discord or. <laughs> The greatest podcast ever made. You can tell we're getting towards the end of the episode because our brains are getting only the best ideas out right now. Yeah, podcasts are surprisingly exhausting if you haven't done one. Uh, Anyway, so uh, let's wrap it up. Hey, Brady, we did it. We talked about 2024 and all the cool things and that's so much fun. Yeah, share the podcast with your friends. Review it. Uh, 2024, we want to be even bigger. We're gonna we're gonna find other podcasts. We're gonna fight them. Uh, and as you all know, when you when you, we meet at Adepticon, you get all your fans behind you, and they get all their fans behind you, and you wall of death it. And right now, we're like we may not win, so you need to you need to come in. You need to share it with your friends. You need to like, comment, subscribe, algorithms. Uh, get you know bring make us win that wall of death. And just to kind of put it out there, I've been thinking about actually getting my passport and finishing it before I move again so that maybe I go up north where there might be another podcast not that far from the northeastern area. Maybe we have a game. He might have a well-known YouTube channel. Really got to reach out to him, but uh, that might be a thing that Dylan tries to do in 2024. So, guys. I'm getting ready to knock models off the table. It's going to be sick. It's going to be sick. We're going to make so many enemies. Uh, yeah, five star reviews. You know, we need them. We don't feel bad asking for them because that's how this works, unfortunately. And every time you do it, I, I do read them. Some of them are funny. Uh, they're oddly hard to get a hold of. We're actually working on a way to put them all in one place. Funnily enough, if you're an I product user, like an Apple product user, for some reason, I can't read reviews at all. Because I don't have an Apple product. I'm still trying to figure out how to do that. I know it's like it should be as simple as making an account, but I'm like locked out because of my email or some stuff or whatever, blah, blah, whatever. But hopefully I'll be able to read those reviews, reviews here pretty soon. And uh, yeah, thanks for helping. So I'm Dr. D. You can find me on Discord. I'm Dr. D. And you can email me at furypainting at gmail.com. You can find me, Brady T, on Discord at Brady T. And we like to thank all the people that help keep this podcast running. That's Kara for helping with all the editing and maybe even the video editing here pretty soon. And Tim for running the network. He's a big goofball. We love him. And he remembered your name when I talked to him last time break. Yeah, I know. You're getting ooh, getting recognition in the network. Look at you. You're going up in the world. Thanks for listening, Nomads. Make sure you keep it popping out there and don't let Adolf get you. It's never too late to embrace the involved intelligence. <laughs> Stop playing. <laughs> We're so good at this. 
failed to stop recording. What does that mean? We're, we're, all right, we're, uh, we got to keep going. Uh, the show must go on. <laughs> oh, you may be experiencing connection issues. Wait a moment. If the problem persists, try refreshing the page. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolforp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.